You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. David, I was talking to Nick Kunza, our friend, uh, last week, and I said, if we'd have spoken in September, Nick, I said to him, I'd have said, is the market going to melt up or melt down? And when I say melt up, I say maybe go up yeah. 10% or melt down, go down 10 to 15%. And we both agreed that if we'd been speaking in September, the likelihood would have been for the market to melt down. But of course, it went berserk last week. I mean, it's, it's consistent new highs all the time. And, and it's, it's almost like there's too much good news. As another friend of ours, Wayne McCurry, said, he said, when there's so much good news uh, then and the market is elevated, that is the time that you've got to be a little bit worried. Are you a little bit worried as an optimist? You know, you know what? I'm not, I'm not worried about the market falling over mm. or anything like that happening. No. What I am worried about is trying to repeat what we did this year and next year, which is not going to happen. And that's why I think we have to brace ourselves for perhaps a year of uh, indigestion or whatever you want to call it, or digestion. And I think the earnings have to catch up with where prices are. So I would I would be very happy if we can just end up a couple of points um, ahead. You know, it, it's I think what is evident is that um, as we start to get closer to interest rate hikes, which might not be in 2022, but could be in 2023, but as the market starts to build that in, then then naturally you're going to find it impairs uh, equity valuations or it adjusts the um, the multiple. So I, I I don't I think we're going to have uh, decent results, very good results coming out. Companies are going to do well. Economies are starting to look up. I just saw. In your part of the world now, we're starting to get transatlantic flights. There's such a fuss being made about it, and there's reason for all of that. So, so Lindsay, I think things are okay. We're going to go. But, I mean, we're not going to get another 20% year. So, no. from that point of view, uh, just just you know, get used to it. Get your head around going back to a market that's going to just probably – you know, just kind of bumble along. You uh, said this to me. Special. You said to this this to me ago. eleven months ago, a year ago. You said exactly yes, the did. same, and the year before that, you said exactly the same to me as well. But this market has now been going up <laughs> since two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's been going okay. up for twelve, thirteen years. I can't remember the dates anymore because my memory is getting a bit fuzzy. But I do remember you saying exactly the same thing on this very platform and on other platforms. And suddenly, uh, you're wrong again because this has been a really big year for the S&P, for the Dow Jones, for the NASDAQ. Mm. Yes, go on. You know why? When we said it 11 months ago, we never knew that we were going to have widespread vaccinations. Uh, Even now, we've got a Pfizer pull that if you catch uh, COVID now and uh, you're infected, that you can take a pull and, you know, the chances of you dying are are minimal. So I think think from that point of view, it's... uh, we never knew that news. We didn't know how long it was going to take us to get out of that. We also thought that uh, – um, I don't think we thought that interest rates would remain this low for this for that long. And and I also think that, 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 you know, businesses have come out okay. So I didn't expect it. I thought it was going to be a tough year after 2020. I don't see it happening. I can't, I can't get my head around another year like this saying, oh, my God, you know, another 20% is just – 
it's it's we're really taking it out of our reach. Then it's then you go into worrying territory, and I I don't want to get into that worrying territory where you're in bubble, you know, bubbled kind of territory. So I'm 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 happy with. If if I, I want to set the bar low, that I can jump over it, you know, that I'm not going to trip over it. Is this the time of year when you say to yourself, right, I've got to sit down now. It's um, it's November the 8th, uh, and everyone's going to go away by December the 14th, 15th. So I've got to start writing my um, the, uh, my yearly report. And you go to the uh, clients, dear Mr. So-and-so, uh, dear, uh, dear Miss, um, what's your name? And this has been a fantastic year and we've done very well and your portfolio has increased in dollar terms by 17.9%, but don't expect the same thing in 2022. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're going to do? You're doing That's a nice my letter. Yeah, is that your letter? Okay. That's my letter. And in fact, uh, I, I just before you came on, a client phoned me up and said, you know, I want to take about 5 or 10% off the table. I said, with pleasure. Very good. I said, absolutely. I, sa- I just said it. I said, you know, you've had a wonderful year. There's nothing wrong with that. If you need it to put somewhere else, I've got, I'm not going to stand in your way. In other words, I, I don't, I think it's going to be hard to repeat what we did. I'm not saying there's going to be a sell off. I'm not saying we're going to fall in a heap. Uh, but um, I think it's, you know, in other words, I think we've done very well. You can, uh, you can rest, you know, you can take some off and go spend it, whatever you want to do. So I, that's, I genuinely feel that way. I, 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 I hope I'm wrong, which we always do. But uh, uh, what, what the challenge, and I think we spoke about it last week, I think mm. we might be able to do okay, but you've got to be a lot more, uh, you've got to be a lot more not careful, uh, shrewd. You know, I'm not a person, I don't, when I listen to presentations now, everybody's telling me to go, oh, go into the cyclicals or go into the recovery type stocks, you know, booking.com or the airliners and people are going to start traveling. Yes, but that's not sustainable. What I'm more interesting is where's the next big fintech company? You know, mm. where's the next big breakthrough in medicine? Where's the next uh, uh, EV company? Um, you know, those kind of things. That's what I want to find. I want to find where's the growth? Uh, where's the growth going to be? And, and that's what I, and, and I, I believe that's the only way to overcome inflation. And one day I'll write, I'll, I'll, I'll write an article because I don't know if I could ever write a book on this, but when I go back to the 70s and 80s and I've seen a lot of people make money by selling out their businesses and years down the line, they haven't been able to hold on to their wealth. And one of the reasons is that uh, inflation has caught up with them, especially during the 70s and 80s and so on. And I think the one reason that I'm a growth-orientated person is that I think that's the only way you can overcome inflation you know, you can, uh, and which we might be getting into, we might not, I can't call it. But I'm saying, you know, you want to grow your wealth, you've got to go for growth. Because uh, I, I can't tell you how many families who were once wealthy have just given up by not taking that risk, you know, by playing the safe route, going into cash or, or parking it in fixed interest type stocks. You've got to go for growth. Eventually, you know, it just gets eaten away by, uh, by inflation. Yeah, talking about people taking money off the table, I've suddenly become uh, rather anti-Elon Musk. He did that Twitter thing, yeah. and he said, should I sell this, should I sell that? What the point? How can you possibly, when it gets to the point where someone who's worth, on paper anyway, $300 billion, 
has to go to Twitter uh, because he's craving attention and say, should I sell um, $20 billion worth of, of shares in order to pay taxes or, or to help, um, you know, the World Food Programme or something? Don't you find that pathetic? Totally. Mm, thank you. Just totally. I don't know what... I don't know what his game is. You know, I, I, I don't know. He doesn't want to be rich. He doesn't want to be amongst the rich or uh, a target for uh, the left-left or whatever they call them, the new left or anybody like that because of inequality. He's not equal. He is inequality, whether you like it or not. Yeah. When you're worth 300 billion, we used to talk about Mr. Buffett being the richest man or close to it, you know, because he had $65 billion. Well, Elon's worth four of it on paper, you know, four times that. So, yeah. so I mean, he's, 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 look, credit to him and the book, company he's built. Definitely. I must say today I was looking through a report and it was from UBS and uh, I saw they put it, put Tesla on the most preferred list. So that's unusual, you know, that, that, that even at these levels, and it's simply because of their dominance of electric vehicles. That they put it there, you know, in an area where autotech is, uh, or this uh, electrification is becoming such a big story. So, it it shows you no one they're not ready to give up on him, even at these uh, these levels. So, so that's the market. That's uh, that's what people are prepared to pay for it. It's just making him richer and richer. It's uh, just his personality. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Tesla's, Tesla's a fantastic yeah. product. It is uh, it, mm. it attracts a premium, and why not? Because mm. he's got a very clever marketing machine, and he gets up on stage and he makes a bit of a, a fool of himself. And uh, but he's larger than life. But to go onto Twitter and say, should I sell these the, yeah, this, yeah. this money in order to I pay know. taxes? Because uh, there's a big yeah. outcry about billionaires not paying any tax and and Joe Soap in the street having to get something deducted from his wage packet every single month. I don't know. It's, it's all a bit distasteful, I think. Just pay your taxes yeah. for goodness he, sake. He wants to be one of the boys, but yeah. he's not one of the boys. No, he's definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> I never will be. Has he got a girlfriend? I don't know. Dave. He I can, if, he, if he has, I can tell you what she's uh, with him for. But anyway, um, David, let's have a look at a couple of things here, and you can you choose one yep. of these things. Uh, Lewis trading statement, Investec uh, pre-closed trading statement, Delta Property mm. Fund came out with some numbers. I think Robex, mm. uh, Omnia, MultiChoice mm. came out with something. What do you do with MultiChoice mm. these, these days? I haven't – you know what? I'm, 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 I've got to be honest, I'm a little behind in, in the number of results that came through. It was quite a few uh, today. I, I, mm. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go through them because it's important. i tell you what I did pick up. I looked at Omnia, but the one that interests me was Robex. Yes. And why I say that is that, you know, I'm constantly looking for just for where the, J, where, uh, the local economy is going. And that impressed me, not because of what the numbers said, but what they say. And they're starting to pick up that there's a lot more government tenders taking place. Yes. And their order book has gone up. Yes, they, they made a fuss about Australia, but Australia's nothing in their lives. I mean, it's maybe 15, 20%. I thought it would be more. But what, what, it, what it suggests is that there is a bit of spending down at the low levels on infrastructure. We're coming off a low base, but I think that's very important what they say, that government is spending. Where they find the money from, I'm not sure. But uh, they're dragging it out of somewhere. And that's going to be on roads and, uh, you know, various repairs and infrastructure-type development. So that, to me, was a, you know, kind of one of these watershed-type 
results. I like those results where you pick up those statements. I'd like um, to see. I'd, I'd like to see. When, sorry, I've got three things in my head at the moment. Firstly, we'll find out where the money's coming from at the midterm budget policy yep. statement on Thursday. Thursday, yes, whatever it is. But when I think of Robex, I think of Afrimat. Those two companies, obviously yes. they're in different yes. fields, but in the same, by, this, by the same token, they benefit from government spending and they benefit from infrastructure spending. Do you agree with me? Yes, yes, definitely. And they've been well run. Mm. They've both been very, very well run businesses. And uh, so, yes, that's, that's, um, that's important. Mm. Um, so that's one of them. Uh, the, the other one was MTN. I know that was Friday's numbers. You know, yeah. the fact that they've that got this huge. license to print money. Yeah. We've been, I've been very cynical about it. I've been standoff mm -hmm. saying it's a, it's a utility. Mm -hmm. I like. I like payment system, but this will, I hope this is uh, needle shifting. You know, in other words, that they can start to go into this kind of area in a, in a big way because uh, it might only be 20% of their profits now or income or revenue. I haven't gone through the deal. And I'd, but, I mean, over time, I think it's going to grow in importance. So those are, you know, those, those, those are the kind of things we must look at. Um, investment numbers were good. I, I, I see they're upgraded from when they last gave a pre-close statement and that, and I think that's why the markets responded to it now. I, I don't know enough about the operations to understand where it's coming from um, I, because I don't see our local banks lending a lot. It might be in the UK that they've made some breakthroughs there, but I haven't seen anything in the banking arena to, to, to get me really excited especially where interest rates are not going to go up, you know, so that you haven't got that margin. So I'm not sure where it's come from. It might be bottom line type stuff, in other words, cost savings. What I must, I must look at multi-choice because um, that's, that, that's, you know, that's an interesting You've always company. got the put option, of course, of uh, Canal Plus in, in France. So if it dips yes, you know, yes. a 5%, you say to yeah. yourself, well, it doesn't matter because they're going to come in and take another chunk and uh, before taking uh, the company yeah. out. Mm. You've said that, yeah, mm. yeah, and I think I, th I think it's it's it can be you know entertainment has changed completely. I mean, from the way that we used to watch things and streaming's important, uh, local content is important. So I think it's a I think it's a good company, and you know if they are in Africa, if they're well placed in Africa and can get the local content, yeah, they should be doing better than they have. It it costs money, it costs a lot of money to do that. But, you know, when I say to do that, I mean, it costs a lot of money to, to manufacture and, um, you know, make movies or make programs. But I think if you've got Canal Plus or you've got someone else behind you, yeah, that's a, those are good partners to have. Yeah. You, know, you know, the other one is, is Omnia as well. The, you know, one of the big problems, I, I, I mentioned this morning in, a, in our own meeting, I said, you know, we've now got to go back to zero-based uh, forecasting. Uh, we've gone through two years of complete ups and downs. You know, we don't know where we are <laughs> anymore because we had lockdown and we came out of lockdown and so much has happened that it's very difficult to see your way through. And I think what you've got to do now is you've got to start looking at um, what you've got to start looking at businesses with a clean sheet and say, okay, where are they? Where can they go? You know, I think you've got to look at Aspen. You've got to look at Cecil. We've got to look at all these businesses, the retailers, the banks and everything like that and say, okay, where are we? 
you know, where, where are we going to go? Where, what does the company look like now as we've come out of, uh, as we come out of lockdown? And um, that's why I'm looking at Robex. I like these kind of companies and say, okay, you know, what is the next year, two years had? Those recovery stocks that we saw, whether it was a turnaround in Nampak or a turnaround in Arcelor you know, which, which were completely obliterated in 2020, I think that might be over. Yes. You know, that, 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 sorry, those gains. I don't think the companies are over, but the mm. gains are over. Those extraordinary gains. We're now going to look and say, okay, this is where they are. This is what their balance sheet looks like. This is what their uh, customer base looks like. This is what the world looks like. How are they going to do? What I want you to do, so I, I mean, that's I, a challenge. I know it's only the 8th of November, mm. but I know you're looking forward to year end. I know you're looking forward to it. You just want to send that letter out and say, we've had a great year. Mm. I'd like to close down now. Uh, but of course you won't because you're a workaholic. But what I want you to do and, and start thinking about it is uh, do an exercise. The top 20 performers on the JSC Securities Exchange uh, this year yeah. and then say, right, we'll sell every single one of them. And we'll go short yes, of every yes. single one and then just, just see yeah. what happens. So that, that's an exercise yeah. for us for this particular yeah. platform. Um, David? Um, and, and go longer the ones that you have know, been you know stuffed. You know yes. what's starting to look attractive? Uh, mm. and, and again, I've got to uh, put a, a qualifying statement in. Yes. Is China and some of those businesses, the Alibaba's, the Tencent. Okay. You've got to start looking there again. You know, not, I'm, not, I'm not making the call yet. Mm. But things seem to be kind of settling down, and uh, I want to see what happened to ten cents numbers. I want to see uh, on on Thursday it's a Singles Day. I want to see what the quality of the sales are. Are they record sales again? This is Alibaba's uh, Singles Day. Um, so we've got quite a bit happening there. But, see, the Alibaba uh, Singles Day is not is not just China either. It's Chinese people that live, yeah. uh, live o o overseas. So yep. it's not just people that say, okay, well, the Chinese economy, they're, they're cracking down on us uh, with our spending and our speculation and that sort of thing. Yeah. And so we've got to be, um, we've got to kowtow to the, uh, the Communist Party. I, it, I think it's bigger mm -hmm. than that. It's, it's almost a global event now rather than just a, a China event, yeah. don't you think? But let's see the spend. I want to see what the spend is. Mm. You know, in other words, how big is it? Have people got money? Where are they placed? Do they want to spend it? I, I think the I, I think a lot of traveling is going to take place. I was listening to the CEO of Virgin Atlantic this morning, or Virgin Airlines, yes. and he was you know he was giving an idea of he was great. He was just straightforward. Yes, we've got debt. You know, yes, but we've survived. You know, you know what I mean? He was very, he wasn't covering up anything. Mm. But what he did point is that a lot of people now want to travel. They want to see family. And I think when they travel, they're going to start spending. There were two flights um, t t today when the US lifted the ban on people from Britain going to the United States, which has been in place for 20 yeah. months now. You can imagine. Yeah. Imagine they haven't been able to yeah. go and see their grandmother yeah. or their, their niece or their grandchild yeah. or whatever it is. And there were two flights, and they, 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 it was very nicely synch synchronized. It was a Virgin yeah. Atlantic flight and a British Airways flight. It was British yeah, Airways right. 1 and yeah. Virgin Atlantic 3, and they took off from, the, uh, uh, from two different um, uh, runways. Runways. But at the mm. same time, and they, it, was, it, was a, it was a nice thing to see. People were very, very excited yeah. about that. I think it's quite, yeah. a, it's quite a big thing for the travel industry because mm. Virgin Atlantic, 60% of their income comes from flights from the UK to America. I didn't realize yeah. how, how big it was mm -hmm. in, the, in their lives. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it's good to see it happening. Mm.
Right, David. I have to go off in a few minutes. Okay, just quickly, <laughs> let's talk about football. Um, a a yes. quick one, fantastic. <laughs> Manchester City, Manchester Love United it. are in, in, in trouble. And he looks completely lost. He looks like a little child, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, yeah, yeah, who's just been scolded. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the yeah. teacher is obviously Ferguson, and he's been scolded, and he, he's not going to last ma that much I, longer. City looking great. Nah. Um, the but, gap was so wide, Lindsay. Huge. I've you never seen I mean? anything like the it. The gap was so wide mm. in terms of the quality, in terms of knowing where they are. They never lost the ball. When they lost the ball, Man City, they got it back. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought they were great. I really, I think they played superb. They're still perhaps missing someone up front there. I can't explain. There's just, yeah. you don't, you know. You're There's no Aguero anymore. Uh, he's he's, no, he's gone. They, no, need, they do no. need a target man. Uh, I know you've got to go, yeah, but there's just an uh, interesting statistic. Daniel Farker um, from Norwich was sacked. It was very funny. He's, he's won yeah. his first game <laughs> of the season. He's saying, yeah, everything's getting back. The, the dressing room is fantastic. And then two hours later, they're sacking. Uh, and then Dean oh, no. Smith from Aston Villa as well. He got sacked uh, yesterday after their defeat to Southampton on Friday night. 20% of managers in the uh, Premier League have been sacked so far this season. 20% have been sacked so far this okay. season. Okay. All right, David, hopefully you don't get sacked right. this season. You've had a great yeah. year. Well done. We'll speak we'll next week. That's David Shapiro from we'll Sassman Securities yeah. and that was okay. Shapiro World. Thank you, David. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.